Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is sponsored by Terraform Development proudly supports the Hopi tribe and nonprofit Hopi entities to provide essential technical support in engineering, architectural, and project management services. Eddie Kalniptua can relate to the hard work on the Hopi reservation, including the cornfield duties and traditional ceremonies that he was raised on. He values this tradition, so Terraform Development was formed to meet these needs on the Hopi reservation. Contact Terraform Development at T-E-R-R-A the number four orm.com and follow them on instagram at terraform development also sponsored by hey tom here with hopi relief hopi relief is a non-profit organization based down here in the valley where we are providing much needed supplies to the hopi reservation during this covid19 pandemic and beyond please visit hopirelief.org and find out how you can get involved Hopi Relief is also an Arizona-recognized charitable tax organization. And please, visit us December 1st on Giving Tuesday. Thank you. Now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast, I'm your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man, and with me is the Prince of Peculiarity, Carl. You know, I can't even say Prince of Peculiarity. You know what? I don't think I even pronounced it correctly either. <laughs> well, we are back. We're back. We're back. We're back. And on, uh, you know, this is season four. This is season four. Season four. And we are back because we got bored at home. And I know everybody <laughs> out there is bored at home as well. That's a lie because we weren't bored at home. This wasn't a normal break because you had me working. Oh, yeah. You put me in front of a camera. I did. And then we started a new project, something (laughs) called Uspy These Guys. Yeah. Actually, I looked a lot good. I I look good on camera, I must say. (laughs) We we dropped two episodes. And so if you haven't seen that yet, that's on YouTube exclusively for YouTube. Go to YouTube. So go to YouTube, look up Carl and J-Man, you'll find us and then uh, like and subscribe our channel and you'll be able to see those uh, new episodes. But the bad thing about putting me in front of a camera now is the fact that we got to exercise and we got to pump some (laughs) iron. So we're not looking like normal Hopi guys. I've been going on daily walks with Soho and Kwa. (laughs) So uh, Soho has has already uh, five miles ahead of me and uh, I need to catch up. (laughs) Because we don't want to look like normal Hopi guys with our our bonos sticking out two feet in front of us to the point where we're resting both of our hands on top of our guts like a lot of the men do when they're sitting down in the kiva. Oh my God, that's, that's actually true. (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe maybe we should gain that weight so we can look like real Hopi men. There you go. In I, front of the camera. I want to get a cool haircut like the ho- real Hopis do. Wear a bandana and and call it a day. 
Well, I think that you should do that because I'm going to continue to stay assimilated and still get these high fades <laughs> that, that I, I like to have. Well, thank you again for for joining us and thank you again for listening to us. I know it's been, uh, you know, a rough how many weeks, like four weeks since we've been gone, since we've been gone. And I know that everybody was uh, anxious for us to come back on the on the air here and, and tell of tell everybody that. uh you should listen to us, <laughs> <laughs> but we're back with a with a with a. Um, I, I think that's gonna it's gonna be a very popular topic. Oh yeah, because right now we're in February. We are in February. The unfortunately, the Hopi calendar has been canceled for a lot of us. Yes, yes, yes. But the white man calendar is still going strong. We just got our white man calendar today, and so in February it's a uh, Valentine's season. Valentine's season here on the Hopi Reservation. And so with Valentine's Day, well, I guess, you know, uh, we're recording Valentine's Day still a couple of days ahead. But when this drops, Valentine's Day will have passed. And so a lot of people will be eating, have eaten up all the chocolates that they got. Yeah. All the flowers are probably dead that people received as gifts. But definitely because it's so close to Valentine's Day, uh, the topic of today's episode is uh, romance. Oh, yeah. Romance. Romance is one of the, the things that. Hopis really don't don't do out here. <laughs> Specific. I I mean I I mean I watch the Notebook. I wa- I watch the oh Notebook, God. and uh, I am so sick and tired of that. Movie. <laughs> and it was the very first time I watched the Notebook. It was last year with Soul mm-hmm. because I never seen it. She never seen it. And we wanted to, we wanted to see it. And this wasn't on, on, you know, February, anytime in February, we just wanted to see the notebook and it was so boring. (laughs) (laughs) Richard Gear, Greer, Gear, is that what his name is? Is that who acts on the the, the, the show? The notebook? The notebook? I thought it was those younger actors. Or who was the, who was the notebook one? It was uh, the, the, the handsome man. I, I forget his name. He's got like blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the Richard Gear one? The, the one. Oh my God. Remember the, the, is that the one, is that the one where he writes the letters and puts them into a, into a, 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 a mailbox? Is that the notebook? I have no idea. I think that's the notebook. I, I have no idea. Maybe it, it, it could be. You know what? Maybe it was the bootleg one that we watched. All, all, all those movies kind of run together <laughs> at some point. But specifically for today, you know, we are going to talk about romance, but specifically romance are native men capable. <laughs> and so you kind of answered Wait, 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 that. wait, 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 wait. Okay. I, I just needed to say, I just needed to do that because... Hopi men aren't romantic and to give them applause is that to give them something that they could look forward to. So, <laughs> and, and so, you know, the, I guess that, that additional part to um, the, the, the title of today's episode are native men capable. And the reason why, you know, this topic kind of came up was because I, I was thinking, you know, during our, our little break that we had. And so I posed the question on my personal Instagram, you uh-huh. know, are, are native men capable? Okay. And so on my Instagram story, I had that are native men capable and man, a lot of people answered. Oh, really? A lot of people answered. They gave their opinions. And, you know, obviously I, I think that a majority of what people had to say was no native men, men 
aren't capable. I think I got yours confused with uh, Dr. Love's Insta because I think I put my question on yours saying that, how do I get a, a girl for Valentine's Day? So if you, <laughs> if you come upon that in the, in our Facebook or an Insta, just erase that. So, <laughs> and, and so, you know, that, that was a question that I posed and a lot of people gave their perspective and kind of shared, you know, there was, you know, a majority said that, no, they're not capable. There were a couple of, yeah, you know, in the right condition and the right scenario that native men could be romantic and you know express love in in the way that you see it on the movies <laughs> but i think for the most part that you know a lot of people thought that we aren't capable so that was something that i thought that would be a good conversation for the podcast so are you a romantic person well before we get into that <laughs> let me ask you this question what is romance the notebook. I'm pretty sure the notebook has all the answers. Go buy the notebook. It's on Amazon. So, and so the reason <laughs> why I asked that question was because that was uh, a couple of the answers. Well, it, it some of, some people answered it in this way. They said, "Well, it depends on what your definition of romance is." Yeah, and so when you think about that word romance. Um, you see, I, it, it really had me thinking when, when we, when I did pose that question and then when a lot of the, my followers on Instagram answered and, you know, kind of depicted what they thought about that question. And so it kind of really had me thinking, you know, because like we're older guys, right? We're, we're in our thirties yeah, now, yeah. but then you think about, you know, like when you were growing up, like you could take it back to when we were young and then you think about, you know, were my parents romantic with each other yeah, or was Soul and Gua romantic with each other? Was uh, Taha and, you know, his lady, were they romantic? And so I think that for a lot of us, especially those of us here that grew up on the reservation, we didn't really see those gestures of affection in the way that you would see in the movies. No. Okay. So uh, a little story here, a little story here. Um, Kelly, Kelly uh, Tangovia, our artist, our, our artist, she, uh, we were texting each other last night okay. and she asked me, she asked me, what, what do boys give girls, uh, during like, you know, like, uh, like courtship kind, kind of like, and I'm like, well, like, like kids, no, like, uh, <laughs> what do boys give girls as kids? Pretty much. STI. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. And so canceled. Uh, <laughs> so I, I said that, well, back in my day, back in like the early nineties and early two thousands, you know, we wrote love letters to each other, right? We, we, if we wanted to, you know, text a girl, or like, you know, quote unquote text, we would write her a, a little note and we would give it to her, one of her friends and her friends would relay that to, to the girl that we want to talk with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when things get a little bit serious there, and then when the girls actually want to uh, talk with you face to face, then you can have like all of these uh, little moments where you're like uh, holding hands a little bit and then... And then sooner or later, the girl is wearing the boy's uh, sweater or a baseball cap. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling her that. And I was like, this is what we did back in the day. And she's like, that's gross. Was like, <laughs> that's nasty. He's like, I don't want to wear no boy's stinky sweater. And I'm like, well, back then, girls love the smell of boy's musk. So... <laughs> 
No, you know, I, I think that that's kind of a, a, a great way to segue into this because then, you know, that was a, a thought that I had is because like now, right? Like, like we're yeah. older guys and the thought of going above and beyond to uh, impress somebody that you're either already in a relationship with a current long-term girlfriend, which is a popular trend amongst reservation couples. Yeah. Or, you know, your your actual spouse, someone that you're married to, that you think about, you know, like, man, that's a lot of extra work. It's a lot of extra work to go and, you know, find nice clothes and dress up, take a bath, fix your hair, make reservations to a real nice <laughs> dinner, find out, you know, a meaningful gift that they might like and etc. But then I, I did think that, you know, well, back in the day when we were younger boys in our teenage years. Yeah. That oftentimes we did go above and beyond to impress the ladies. I actually had to take showers to impress a girl back then. Yeah. I don't like taking showers, so. That, that's all it took back then. And right? all it took was some really nice, zestfully clean. Man, the girls in Hotville really have low standards. <laughs> except, except my beautiful Sand Clan, Eagle Clan, <laughs> and Snake Clan guys in Hotville. Yeah, all the and Coyote Clan. All the, co- all, the co- all the Coyote girls have very low standards. That's, that's why they have uh, puppies running around left and right, so. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, it really did like like your story. It really made me think back into my teenage years. Yeah. Because then it really made me think about back then because you really did put thought into the type of clothes that you bought. Yeah. Because part of it, you know, in terms of the clothes that you bought, part of it was because you wanted to look cool. Oh, yeah. You want it to be cool at school. And a big part of the reason why you want it to look cool is because that you thought that would be a way for you to attract the ladies. Oh, yeah. And then that if you did seek out, if there was one particular girl that you did like, then there was something back in the day that we used to call game. <laughs> did you have the game? He got game. You got game. I huh? had all the game. Well, back in high school, I wore black all the time. So any, anybody that went to high school with me and J-Man here will probably know that I was, um, you know, into heavy metal and wore black all the time. Yeah, so. you're a goofy kid in high school. I was one of the coolest guys ever. <laughs> I had a leather jacket and everything, so I had boots that had a buckle on them. You're, you're a pilgrim. <laughs> a pilgrim. I, I, I do think that, you know, some of those uh, historical pictures of pilgrims, they did wear all black. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like you Indians, so. <laughs> give me my corn. Give me your land. Give me your land and give me your corn. Imagine if... Uh, Imagine if they, you know, the pilgrims came back today and Indians were actually aliens and they came in this huge, huge spaceship. And, you know, these white people are like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. We stole your land. Sounds like somebody's been watching the history channel. (laughs) It's like, here's your corn back. Well, back on topic. (laughs) But then like like we did, though, we we did at some point in our life we did put an effort oh yeah we did put an effort into our appearance we did put effort into even how we conversated oh yeah because then like i think even as young as we were back in our teenage years that we understood to get in favor with the girl that you had to make her laugh oh yeah that humor was a big part of it and then so you know that was kind of all part of this tool set of what we called game back then Mm -hmm. or even swag (laughs) <laughs> and then I don't know what the hell, you know, this new generation of kids did with, with that word because, you know, now they all think it's uh, fuck boys and, you know, whatever the term is. 
but but swag was an actual thing like back in the day that you know it was something that you talked about because swag was something that was talked about in a universal way it was a way it was something that depicted how you carried yourself oh yeah how you spoke how you dressed uh, even the type of music that you listen to, even the way you walk, you know, like like sometimes, you know, you'd have that strut. Yeah. Walking down the halls of high school, you'd have that strut. You'd have that swag. I thought I thought walking like a cowboy would make me a little bit more attractive, <laughs> you know, like the bow legged kind. You know, you're walking a little bow legged because because uh, one of my friends, um, he he was a cowboy and he he got all the ladies and he was like, man. I want to be, you know, I want to see if this works or not because, cow, you know, girls like cowboys for some reason. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So I started wearing, um, I started wranglers wranglers and tight wranglers and uh, I started walking. Justin boots. (laughs) And I just wanted to walk a bow, you know, walk a bow legged a little bit just to see (laughs) if, uh, (laughs) just to see if anything would work like that. And, uh, no, I guess, I guess. You know, girls like uh, real cowboys, not the ones that you buy from Sears catalog. So, <laughs> <laughs> not the one that has, so I had to buy for you. So, <laughs> but then you know, I, I think that also too probably a reason why we have difficulty being romantic is that you know because you start out young, you start out sincere, you start out kind of pure in a way. Yeah, that you know you are you know fixing yourself up to impress the ladies but somewhere we a lot of us guys take this real sharp turn to where we become players we become um i I guess you know we start to delve into the word of like misogyny and uh we become chauvinistic what was that uh deuce bigelow male gigolo (laughs) the man whores (laughs) you become a man whore and i think that you know something like that is kind of influenced by different things because i remember growing up too and i remember being a teenager that i think that you got to an age where this idea of being lovey-dovey with a female oh yeah or this idea of putting up forth a lot of effort to get in good favor with female was kind of perceived as less than. Oh, yeah. It was per- perceived as a negative because if you were a real alpha male, that if you're a guy that had a lot of game, that you could get multiple women and that, you know, you get your pleasures from them in the way that you want to. And, you know, for some reason, you know, that kind of becomes the ideal for a lot of young boys growing up as teenagers. And I think that's kind of where the well becomes poisoned. Oh, yeah, exactly. Especially where it becomes stereotyped in a way where boys now have to actually make the first move if you want to have like a girlfriend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of that stereotype where too is like that Hopi going back to the our LGBTQ episode is that a boy should only date a girl in that in that sense, especially here on the Hopi reservation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that that has a lot of like this whole downfall, I guess you could say, or this whole idea of like, I, sh- I should only date the opposite sex or I should I should do it in the way where my soul and Gua did it in the way like, you know, where they would uh, Gua would go and ha- court her for a while. 
taking influences from those that we saw ahead of us. Yeah. People that are older. Yeah. And, you know, in a way that does kind of uh, get messed up, too, because we live in this society of antis. You oh, know? yeah. Like the, the the native youth, you know, this term anti is something that's talked about. So you hear the antis and the uncles. <laughs> but like real Hopi uncles are thus. They were kind of big perpetrators and kind of turning us the wrong direction by bragging about how much women they've been with. Or that, you know, the base, uh, the power of being a man is having the ability to get multiple women. Well, Maitaha has this book and it's probably five or six inches thick and he calls it his weekly, weekly book. And there's just nothing but women's names in there pretty much. So he flips through it and he's like, I'll go to Tuesday, even though it's Monday. <laughs> he has, he has children in five different counties, so... And so, you know, when you grow up with role models like that, then, you know, especially being young, being impressionable, that that's kind of where we take the wrong direction. And, you know, obviously creating a barrier to be romantic. Oh, yeah. Because we think that, you know, romance isn't necessarily a part of our game anymore. That it's really just to impress the ladies to get them for certain things that we want. Um, and so, you know, moving the conversation forward. Um, and I, I really think that this is something that's probably a little bit more prominent with, with Native folks, with reservation folks, because we talked about how we looked at our parents or our kua'as and our so'os, our tahas, our kia'as, and how they interacted with their own yeah. uh, partners and whether there was any romance involved. But um, thinking about that, thinking about you know a lot of the things that we've talked about in a while is that, um, and I guess we kind of talked about this a little bit at the beginning, is romance mystified? Mystified here on the reservation? Or I guess in general. In general? I don't know. I'm not too sure. I mean, like, are you a, rom- a romantic guy with your with your wife? I'm uh, putting off that question as much as I can. <laughs> I'm absolutely forced to answer it. I guess really what I what I mean is that, you know, we, we have this idea of romance. And when I first asked you about romance, your immediate response was the notebook. Oh, yeah. And like, are we getting this idea of what romance is? Are we getting I, that from movies? I, I think... Do I th- we get it from love songs? I think that, you know, we're... Today's society... Do we society, get it from books, novels? I think, I think today's society is all influenced by, by television, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. movies. And the younger generation now has nowhere else to turn because, you know, all of the romance here on the reservation kind of died. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. Romance was a seed that uh, wasn't able to survive in this desert climate out here on the reservation. Strong Ones. Every Strong Ones design has a story and a unique meaning. They create designs to celebrate traditions of running and uplift Native cultures across the globe. They also partner with local artists on special projects in hopes to expose talent and creativity of Hopi people. Strong Ones are often referred to as Ho Hongvit in the Hopi language. They can be found at hohongvit.com. That's H-O-H-O-N-G-V-I-T dot com. So, like romance here on the reservation, I'm pretty was, was not bred for it, dry. Farming. It was not bred for dry farming. So, <laughs> uh, 
I think it died back in like the seventies and eighties back then. I mean, because like you think about, you know, like you, like you mentioned, you think that a lot of society is influenced by television or movies or like I said, maybe books or love songs. Because then you think about, you think about some of those romantic oh, yeah. movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you have any movies that are uh, favorites of yours that are considered in this genre of romance? Romance? God, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I love scary movies. I, I love them to death. So, but I'm... Um, <laughs> so I guess you could say you're in a romantic relationship with I'm scary movies. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Because believe it or not, you know, I do have movies that it, that are in the romance genre that I am, uh, that are real favorable to me. Really? And so like, you know, we just got off of last year, Christmas. Um, there's this one particular Christmas movie called Love Actually. That's one of my favorite movies. It's kind of like a, a British movie and there's like multiple love stories going on. But one of my favorite parts of the movie is this love story between uh, the actor. His name's uh, Andrew Lincoln. He's the uh, officer. Uh, he's the officer in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Rick, Rick Grimes. Okay. And so it's between him and Kira Knightley. I had such a big crush on Kira Knightley back in high school, like when Pirates of the Caribbean uh -huh. first came out. And so he's in love with her, except that she's married to his best friend. Okay. And so it's like this forbidden love. And then, you know, he, he avoids her so much because he knows that, you know, this is my best friend's wife. I love my best friend. I'm not going to hurt him, but yet, you know, I can't help it. I'm so attracted to his wife. And then at some point, you know, on Christmas, he, uh, he reveals to her that, yes, I am in love with you, but this is all it has to be because you're married to my best friend. Hmm. And so I guess kind of an un unorthodox love story. So do you think something like that would happen here on the reservation? Oh, I, I, I think it happens all the time, <laughs> minus, <laughs> minus the restraint. Pretty much. And that's the reason why kids today have uh, multiple fathers. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess, I guess my point is that, you know, sometimes I guess when, whether it's, whether it's women or men, uh -huh. when they think about romance and when they think about what their expectations are to be romance, to be wined and dined, like are a lot of these ideas coming from movies? Are they coming from things like Disney Plus or, you know, some of the love songs that are some of our favorites? And then do we develop such a high standard for what we think romance is as a result of the movies that we watch or as a result of the songs we listen to or the books that we read? Do Hopis read books? <laughs> I'm very curious if if hope if if one of you guys out there on Hopi Reservation actually read the notebook. Well, I have my master's degree, Carl, and I didn't get that <laughs> without not reading a book. So <laughs> Well, you're talking to the reservation here, so you know. <laughs> then I think the notebook is best seen on TV. First episode of season four, I got to make this comment. Carl's comments are not uh, reflective <laughs> of all members of the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. But, but again, I mean, like how, how does, how does romance start here on the reservation? I mean, the, the way that I see it is like, you know, if you have a 30 pack and the girl is over there and, uh, you know, parents are not home and uh, everything's game from there on out. So so what you're saying, the pickup line is, I got beer. I got beer. I got smokes. <laughs> you know, I got, I got some, I got some of the good stuff. I think it was in season two. I gave out Carl's phone numbers. <laughs> if you want to go back and do some research on that. 
But I, I guess I guess moving on, you know, uh, in terms of, of the conversation, uh, why do you think it's difficult to be romantic? Why why do us men, when it comes time to, you know, strap up those uh, those boots and, you know, put on those wranglers and wine, our, wine and dine our ladies or our, our significant others, our partners, why do we drag our feet? Well, because we don't want to be made fun of, that's why. And that's the reason why we all go to the same Kiva. <laughs> and we don't mind making fun of, so, you know, we don't, we, we just call them old ladies pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've had this conversation before with, you know, people that I'm very close with and, you know, th- they'll, they'll make those comments, you know, they'll say things like, oh, my, you know, my wife or my girlfriend, she gets mad because, you know, she says that there's no more romance in our relationship. Yeah. They'll say things like, you don't even put it in effort. You know, you don't even try to make me look beautiful. You don't even try to make me feel special in any way. And, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of those conversations always end up with, you know, the person that's, um, that's kind of venting to me. They'll always say something like, you know, they ask a lot of me but yet i do all this other stuff for them (laughs) i bring in the fuel you know i i bring in the wood i plant their corn i go to the kiva for you know our family for our kids all these things but yet you know aside from doing all of that they want more that reminds me of a a george lopez uh joke it's like um, he was saying that his wife, she's like, we never go out anymore. We, you never treat me like a woman anymore. And, uh, you know, how we never go on dates anymore. And, and George Lopez goes, uh, so how many kids do we have? And he's like, that's how many kids we have. That's how much I love you. <laughs> Remember the tax season? I gave you all the money during tax season. <laughs> I love you then. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's like that here on the Hopi Reservation. I, I, I think that that's, that's how us men feel sometimes because like, I mean, you think about it like, you know, okay. And I'll use myself for an example Yeah, is that, you know, pre COVID, you know, I make the long drive from Tuba all the way out here to K-Town. Yeah. I do my eight to five, I clock out and then make the long drive all the way back from K-Town to Tuba. I get home and I'm exhausted, you know, oh, yeah. like yeah. most people are when they get off work, you're exhausted. All yeah. you want yeah. to do is just, you know, have that time to yourself and just de-stress for a little bit. And then, you know, the res famous wife you know she'll sit next to me and then she'll tell me how her whole day went and this is not a five minute conversation this is not a 10 minute conversation (laughs) and you know because I'm trying to be respectful for to her I'm just sitting there and I'm listening you know Uh yeah uh huh, and that, that's probably where I learned that mm-hmm, mm-hmm from. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm sitting there, you know, and listening to her and responding to her when she, you know, when she's uh, talking to me and asking me questions or you know just uh, conversing about how her day day goes. And then, but I think that it is that for a lot of us is that you know we feel that a majority of our energy goes elsewhere. It goes to our jobs for those of us that have jobs, and because we're here on the reservation, that we've talked about it a lot. Uh-huh. That life here is different. During oh yeah, the winter time. Oh yeah, you don't just flip a switch and the heat comes out. You got to chop wood. You got to go komokto, get the wood, and bring it back to your house. During the summertime, we're farmers, uh-huh. and that takes up a lot of time. During our ceremonial calendar, we're down at the kiva. That takes a lot of time. I think we're. I think most married men are away from their wives about 365 days out of the year. And that, uh, you know, that one extra day is just made for them, which is an unusual day. So, 
Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so all this energy is expended in all these other areas. So we feel exhausted and we feel that doing things extra to make our ladies or our partners feel special or to make them feel beautiful or to do all these other things, we feel like that there's no time for it. Yeah. We feel like that we have no additional energy for that. So again, are you a romantic guy? And so that question will be answered, <laughs> I promise, <laughs> at some point in this episode. <laughs> and so, you know, that that's something it, that that's, I guess, that, a reason as to why it's difficult for us to be romantic, because we don't think that we have the time. We don't think that we have the energy. And then I guess another reason why it's difficult for Native men to be romantic is maybe some of us just don't know how. Oh, yeah. Maybe some of us just don't know how to be romantic. I watched The Notebook, so... That's all my training there. There was the, another movie. Uh, what was it called again? Uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know that movie, right? Yeah. Back in the 90s. Um, what was her name? Uh, Cameron I, I, Diaz? No, was it? No, it wasn't Cameron Diaz. Uh, I forgot her name. I know she's like a really uh, well-known actress. And uh, it was basically it's just... Um, like, you know, having a guy fall for you and then how to lose him in 10 days, pretty much. And it, it doesn't go planned. It doesn't go as planned. And she ends up falling in love with this guy. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes here on the Hobie Reservation, too. So. When I, when I made the comment that um, some of us don't know how to be romantic, I should have said, example A, my partner, Carl. <laughs> That's, that's actually true. I, I really don't know how to be romantic. Though. Because, because then, I mean, you think about it, though, you know, because there is anxiety for some men when it comes to talking to women. Right? Oh, yeah, it because is. Especially like, um, I guess, depending on what your perceptions are of, of a beautiful woman or an attractive woman, a woman that you're interested in to any degree that you get nervous. Oh, yeah. You don't know what to say because in your mind, you're putting so much pressure on yourself to impress her. Oh, yeah. And any type of interaction that you have. And so I think that's kind of where, you know, this term, the yips. I don't know if you've heard that term before. Yips. But that's something like that comes into play where um, you end up, I guess, in a way, cock blocking yourself. <laughs> because then, you know, you're so scared to talk to talk to women. And so, you know, I think sometimes that it gets to that point where we just don't know how to be romantic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's actually true because we uh, we don't know how. We, we don't know what to do. For the woman, other than, uh, you know, get drunk with her and and see where it goes. I mean, that's pretty much how res people do it now. So if you have some good smokes and, uh, you know, 30 pack, make sure it's the good stuff. I encourage all of our listeners to overlook <laughs> Carl's comments. He is single and, I, and I'm pretty convinced he's still a virgin. So <laughs> that is actually not true. So. <laughs> And and so you know I I, I guess I guess uh, another thing to go back to to uh, my Instagram um, question that I posed about you know can uh, native men are are we capable of being romantic? And one of the comments actually one of my friends he reached out to me in res- in regards to that um, question that I posed and he said well what if you know well, well, well what does a, a traditional form of romance look like? And so, you know, it's like in this day and age of American Indian studies and, you know, indigenous uh, dialogue, decolonizing romance. Like, what does that look like? Like, if you think about the 1800s, was there an element of romance? No. Was there a form of courtship? 
No, on the Hopi Reservation, probably not. <laughs> I think it was just made for like, you know, trying to reproduce and so you can uh, have as many children as you can before you're uh, like, what, before you're 17, pretty much. And this is why J-Man's here on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. It, 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 is pro- it is true because if you do look at past histories and if you do look at past colonized histories, like, you know, there are a lot of... A lot of uh, these things went on to just to reproduce, just to make sure that the population stays at a, you know, at a minimum level there or like a nominal uh, level of like furthering on that legacy. And I'm pretty sure that Hopis back then did the same thing was just to reproduce. And that's about it. Well, while thinking minds get a chance to get on this conversation <laughs> and make some comments I mean, it, it, I guess in in a quick in a quick response that you would think that that is the case, but then like if you think about like our traditional stories, yeah, which is kind of a form of uh, uh, historical accounts by our people. If you think about some of those his, of those stories that are um, told during uh, the winter months, that actually that there was a form of courtship. That there were ways that men would, or at least young boys, would go to try to get girls to be attracted to them. Uh-huh. Similar like we did in the high school. And so some of those um, ways is that, you know, because back in the day, a part of every girl's responsibility was to grind corn. Oh, yeah. Because you needed a lot of uh, numni back in those days. Oh, yeah. Because it was used for cons- consumption used for other things and so that everyday you know, use everyday yeah. use and so girls were responsible to uh lumanta, oh to, yeah to grind corn every single day and so one of the accounts is that in the corn grinding room that you know in the houses back then that there was a special room for corn grinding that there would be a window that was open to the outside and i probably for ventilation or things like that but back in those days that the young boys would go to the different windows of the girls that they liked and try to start a conversation with them. And that if they were able to get a long enough conversation that points, signs would point that, you know, maybe this girl's into me. Uh-huh. And that there are accounts too that some of these girls, while they're grinding corn, if there was a boy that they didn't like uh-huh. and they kept coming around, this was probably uh, your, your descendants, Carl. <laughs> something like this would happen to My them. My descendants had a 30-pack and some good smoke. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, uh, forget the grow, grind, corn grinding. Let's, uh, let's go drink. Let's go drink. <laughs> and so, you know, some of these boys came around that they didn't like, that they would take some of the, the flour that they were grinding and they would throw it in their face. And so that they would keep it away so that they would go away. And then um, in other parts of Hopi stories, you hear about uh, boys gathering flowers, gathering flowers, and that uh, during the springtime, uh-huh. they would go into the valleys off the mesa and gather flowers. And they would take those flowers and they would, uh, what, what we call this day, uh, oh, yeah. which is uh, what most kids today know as a yapaha. Oh, yeah. But they would take those flowers and they do, would do that with the different girls in the village. And so one could argue that, you know, that was a, a traditional form of uh, courtship back in those days. More like flirting, uh, pretty much. A traditional part of, uh, I, I guess, uh, a decolonized version of romance. Oh, yeah. And so um, despite Carl's thought process that people were just automatically spreading their legs <laughs> for the benefit of population, that you did have to put into work to get the women's attention back in those days. That you had to put in some sort of effort 
to be able to get them in favor with you to per, uh, potentially develop a relationship and then eventually at some point lead to marriage. Uh, well, nowadays, I mean, it's very easy. You just get it. We a- know, Carl, 30 pack and smokes, <laughs> time to develop some new material. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, like, you know, yeah, I mean, we, us Hopi men never knew about, well, I guess you could say Kwa and Soul had that, that courtship kind of deal there too. But uh, Kwa actually um, rode up from Songopavi on his uh, horse and he would get his uh, top steed to uh, bring him over to Hotvela. And uh, they would kind of uh, go out for a bit. For a bit and, uh, go, pretty, go out for a ride, huh? Yeah, it's pretty much it. And so would uh, be impressed that he could uh, jump off the horse and jump right back on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's how they started dating. I mean, that's pretty much how he courted her in, in that way. <laughs> and well, you did, you know, you did bring up a comment earlier in our conversation, you know, when we're talking about decolonizing romance, thinking about, you know, what elements of romance or courtship that there existed, you know, back in, 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 in the, the long, long ago in the Hisset time that, you know, you did make up this comment that, you know, it really did only apply to heterosexuals. Oh yeah. That, you know, romance was really only talked about in that degree between man and a woman that I, I don't think that anybody ever accounted for um, any type of gay relationships, lesbian relationships, pansexual relationships, all the new terms that we learned in our LGBTQ episode. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I think that, you know, that's kind of something that I guess is, is difficult to, to look back at in this ever growing society or this ever growing inclusive society. And it is to where like, you know, the, the older songs or the older ceremonies depicted just a man and a woman pretty much uh, having children and furthering on the, the, the traditions there or furthering on the culture and the, you know, uh, the hopiness of everything like that. And they never really actually made, uh, you know, songs for like uh, the LGBTQ community. I'm pretty sure there were people back then that had those types of feelings, but it was, Hopi was made for just a man and a woman. All of this, all the ceremonies were made for man and woman pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so now I think that, you know, talking about romance, that it is something that you have to um, take into consideration that the fact that it's not just between a man and a woman now, especially oh, yeah. here on our reservation, oh, yeah. as we learned. But I guess, you know, kind of moving further into time, if you think about our teenage years, thinking about how did Hopi culture influence our ways that we try to wine and dine the girls, think about um, thinking about uh, your particip- participation in something like social dances. Oh yeah. Social dancing. Because, yeah. because you remember like back in those teenage years, you know, that, that all the girls that came down to dance, that a lot of them were within the age range of you to where it was uh, considered suitable for you to um, try to pursue that sometimes <laughs> that when you when the girls would come down to the kiva for practice and that in between practicing the dance steps that you got these breaks. Oh, yeah. And the girls would be taking out of the kiva. And then that's when all the boys would run outside <laughs> and, and try, try to, to make con- conversation with, them, with yeah. the girls. Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. So I was so fortunate to be a man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> did you did you abuse your power? I abused as it. A <laughs> I said, I hold the flashlight. If you don't stand by me, you're not having the flashlight where you walk. So <laughs> <laughs> But I mean it's it's so funny though, because then like, you know, I think about it, you know, back in my younger years, back in my teenage years, that those were fun times. Oh yeah. That you really did look forward to it. That if you got picked to dance or if you're just down there to help sing that when the girls would come down that that was a big part of uh, what was fun about going down. Oh, yeah. Was because then they, you would oftentimes try to get that opportunity to chat up some of the girls that you liked. Of course. And that's, I guess, I guess Hopi has always been a romantic culture, I guess, in a way. I thought you said it was just about 30 packs smokes and uh, reproduction. Oh, that's today. So <laughs> <laughs> that's today now. So we learned it all from TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I guess that's kind of a unique way, a unique way of, of how we pursued romance or how we tried to establish relationships as Hopi boys Yeah, back in the day. And then I think that this other, um, another way that we did it in uh, relation to our culture, to our ceremony was um, when you would go to a different village to go watch a dance uh-huh. as, a, as a teenage boy, because then you knew that there were other girls other girls, not just from your own village, but from different villages. Oh yeah, that were going to be present, and then so it, it's it's so funny because then like you think about you know the dances that are going on during the summertime. You know most of them katina dances, which you know on the face of it is supposed to be something that's sacred, something that you're supposed to respect. That if you're going there, you're going there because you want to watch the ceremony go on. That you're going to help those that are participating to pray for rain, that the rain's going to come and to uh, bring moisture to your crops. But yet, as a teenage boy, deep down inside, you're really going because you wanted to go see the girls. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what my teenage boyhood did, actually. <laughs> it's just the, the, just the real theme I was in relation just, to the ladies. Just to just to look at all the pretty guys and everything. <laughs> because then, like, you think about those days, it's the same thing, right? Like, you're not going with just, you know, your weekend clothes. Uh-uh. You're putting on your nice pants, your nice shoes, even though you know that they're going to turn whatever color dirt is based upon which mesa <laughs> you're going to. You're wearing your nice shirt. You're wearing your nice baseball cap because, you know, ultimately you're trying to get the attention of the ladies oh yeah yeah that that is true and uh I'm, i don't know if it's it still goes on today well not today today but like you know in in the past today i assume that it does <laughs> you know and i'm i'm pretty sure it does and i'm pretty sure that that kind of like that tradition still goes on with hopi boys nowadays mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. nowadays so mm-hmm. and then i think the inverse is true too with the girls that you know the girls will put on you know their nicest clothes or whatever they think is attractive because you know like um i guess traditionally you think about hopi you know we're a very modest society oh yeah that, yeah we are you know we're very conservative that you know it's it's actually considered taboo for girls to uh show their legs at uh, these big, big ceremonies that we have. Oh yeah, it is. It is. And that's the reason why they have like uh mantuzi, you know, the wraps that go up their, their uh, calves pretty mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. you know, and that's uh, the dress meets at a certain way past their knees and, and uh, they wear a shawl to cover up their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's, I guess it's, I guess back then when you, when a girl like the boy, you know, she um, kind of would show the, the shoulder a little bit, 
just to see that, you know, the boy is getting, you know, attracted to her. So. That was provocative. And it was provocative back then. So, <laughs> and to, and to actually see the ankle of the girl. That's something that turns you on back then. <laughs> that Back then and not 30 pack and good smoke. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, but it, it's kind of funny because then, you know, we, we do find these ways to, uh, I guess, seek romance, even through our culture, through participating in the social dances or going to the summer dances at different villages, hoping to uh, to to meet your new your, your new snag, I guess. Oh yeah. And then I think that it was always more impressive if you could get a girl from a different village. I, I think this would be considered like modern powwow powwow gatherings. The 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 Hopi version the, of the powwow. Yeah, <laughs> the the powwow days, pretty the, much the village hopping. I guess is what <laughs> they used to call it back then, and it's probably what they still call it these days. So like, you know, back, I guess back in Seoul's and Gua's day, you know, Gua wanted to, Gua really liked Seoul because they went to the same school here in K-Town. That's the old high school. Okay. And he was in a um, metal shop pretty much. And she was the one in Home Ec. And uh, in Home Ec, you know, you would make the girls like maybe uh, like pan holders for the girls or like, you know, like um, place placeholders for the pans to go on. And Kwa was like really good at that. And like all the girls like like Kwa because he was like this dashing uh, guy and uh, Seoul uh, caught, caught uh, his attention. And she's like, oh, wow, uh, you know, that's a really nice looking girl there. I want to court her pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so that's back in the day, back in the 1940s, pretty much. So he bought her a five cent uh, bottle of pop. <laughs> it was rare back then. For, so from, from the drugstore. <laughs> it was rare back then. So took her to the Nickelodeon <laughs> on a date. <laughs> Saw the old black and whites. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I guess, you know, enough dragging our feet. Can we be romantic? Do you think that it's within our capabilities to be romantic? Because then, you know, some of the answers that some of the women gave is that, you know, it's not necessarily, it, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, buying the expensive bottle of champagne or yeah. wearing a tuxedo, taking them to a five-star, five-diamond restaurant. Sometimes it's something simple as just showing appreciation. Showing gratitude. And I think that's uh, what Kwa does every now and then, you know, because uh-huh. they've been married for, how, you know, how old is my oldest Taha? And I ask them the same question. It's like, so how long have you been married? I ask Kwa and he'll he'll usually say, well, ask, ask Soul, how long has she been married? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, uh, I don't know. I just gave her the ring and I got shotgun wedding. So... <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I guess that's what Kwa still does. Is still loves his wife. Uh-huh. He still loves uh, you know doing things for his wife. Mm-hmm. And I see it. I see that you know. And and Sol really appreciates that. You know, uh-huh. like maybe a, a little foot rub here and there. And that's I guess that's what romance is nowadays. And when you're older. Mm-hmm. Or at least it's a form of romance is, you know, showing your partner that you appreciate the work oh, yeah. that they do for you. Yeah. Or even the sh- showing appreciation for a lot of the efforts and work that they put into the kids. Oh, yeah. Because then, you know, we've talked about it a whole lot on this podcast that, you know, we're, we're unique out here. You know, we're different. We're a little wild. And, you know, we got a lot more in our plates going on more than um, other people outside of the reservation is the fact that, you know, aside from 
the the normal I, I guess you know some of the, the caveman stuff that women are are charged with doing out here the yeah. cooking the cleaning the changing diapers the fact that we are so involved with ceremony the fact that we're so involved with this farming lifestyle that there are other duties that they do that there are a lot of other things that they're um, responsible for than that they're in charge for. So I guess as Hopi men or even as native men, as res men, yeah. it's letting them know that, you know, I'm really proud of you that, you know, you're able to do all this work. I'm really um, thankful that you're in my life, that you do this for me, that you do this for my kids. Because then, you know, I think about it, you know, I think about some of the prominent women that are in my life. Like I think about my mother and, you know, sometimes I, I underappreciate her. But when I really look at all of the work that she does, yeah, when it comes time to certain things, like when I think about my own life, like I think about when we had kids yeah, and when we had the baby naming ceremony, I think about all of the work that she did for that. And it's like, wow. I can't believe she did all that work. You know, I was like, wow, it's like this, this life of a Hopi woman is so hard. Oh yeah. It's so difficult. Yeah. And so, you know, just showing them the appreciation, mom, thank you, you know, for doing this for my child. You know, I love you. And then, you know, having that same type of appreciation because the Riz famous wife, she does so much. Oh yeah. She does so much. And then, you know, especially in this day and age where not all women know how to do things like make biki make uh somiviki or yeah. do, you know some of the more traditional stuff that she knows how to do all those things and that she does do all of that stuff for myself and for my relatives for my family and so i do my best to show her that you know i appreciate this work that you do for us with a 30 yeah. pack and good smokes <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're weaving now so you know that six pack of uh, apa beers <laughs> instead of the 30 pack of Bud light <laughs> But and, and transitioning from Kiva smokes to cigars <laughs> to good to good smokes <laughs> to some good smokes. So I mean, like you know, ap- appreciate your your significant other and appreciate everybody that or anybody that is in your life. If you have your if you have your husband or your wife, and and make sure that every day that you do appreciate one another because in this day and age, I mean. Who knows? I mean, like, like nowadays, I, I know there's like the stereotypical part where like, you know, girl, girls go hopping to guy to guy. And that's pretty much all my, all my, uh, clan relatives. So, <laughs> but in this day and age, just appreciate what you have and who you have it with mm-hmm. and appreciate them for who they are, because that's the person you fell in love with. And that's the person that will be with you pretty much forever. Mm-hmm. And then also too, I think definitely upholding your own responsibilities. Oh yeah. You know, being a father, if you're a father, when you should be a father. Oh yeah. Um, being a partner, a husband, a boyfriend, when you should be being a husband, oh, yeah. a boyfriend, and then doing all of the other duties, being a farmer, being a hunter, being that eight to five guy that brings home the checks or, you know, whatever else it is that you do to contribute around the house. And, you know, something that I actually had a conversation to with a friend is that, you know, do it with love because love is something that we don't talk about a whole lot because I think that, you know, sometimes like that love is sometimes it's mystified and we only think about love in the context of the notebook or the other romantic movies that we talked about. But sometimes love is just, being there for somebody else and showing them that you're here in their life to help support them, to help be there for them in the way that you need to be. So are you a romantic guy? I would say no. (laughs) (laughs) 
But you know, I, I, I do my best. I do my best because I actually did think about that in, in regards to this uh, conversation, knowing that we were going to talk about this because I actually, you know, I, I have uh, four important women in my life, which yeah. is my wife, the Res famous wife. I have two older daughters that are in college and then our um, youngest daughter, she's actually going to be turning nine over the week. And so when I think about things like, you know, Valentine's Day, I always try to make sure that I get them something. But sometimes it's not, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's not like a dozen roses each or, oh, you know, yeah. it's not something real extravagant. Um, and, and I think that, you know, especially for Valentine's Day, I always think that it's really difficult for Hopis because it's always during this time of Pawamuya. Oh, yeah. And so a majority of our focus is on Pawamuya and we never really have a chance to go do what these big things are like buying like the, those extra big holiday things are yeah or making those reservations at the really nice restaurant and i remember that one year valentine's day was like the friday before the weekend of when everything was going to happen for yeah. the ceremony and i was driving home from the kiva and being on the reservation, you know how on Valentine's Day, they have people that sell things on the side oh, of yeah, the road. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like they have the fake flowers <laughs> and they have all the candy. That's kind of, um, they, they, they they fasten it in a way so that it looks like a bouquet. Oh, yeah. Stuffed yeah. animals, you know, the whole everything. And I saw that and I was driving and then I ended up pulling off to the Wells Fargo and I got some money out. And then I went there and I got something for each of my girls and just to include my son, I got my son something too. And then I went <laughs> home with that and that was Valentine's Day. Stopped off at the side of the road and got, you know, some of the roadside stuff. But I, I think I've always thought that, you know, at least I'm getting them something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think it is time for... Are you a romantic? Am I a ask me that question without answering it yourself? <laughs> okay, well, before we go... Before we go, am I a more romantic guy? Well, I don't know. I never really had a girlfriend that said that I was a romantic guy. So I'm not too sure if I'm a romantic or not. Let's ask So. I, I bet you So <laughs> would say that you're a romantic guy. Uh, so thinks So which, still. Which actually I find really strange. So <laughs> So still thinks I'm cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, thank you again for listening to us. Uh, we we uh you know appreciate our, our reintroduction yeah. back and we're back in a way this is kind of our redemption tour <laughs> exactly from season three and I think that we got a little too toxic <laughs> a little too against the grain and so you know I think we're gonna come back with some uh, a lot more positivity in this season oh exactly and so get ready for season four here we have guests upon guests that will you know will, will talk about their side of the story and and uh, you know everything and watch out for our YouTube specials uh, us be these guys that air every almost every two weeks so um, you know we're we, we, we have free weekends now, so... <laughs> we're, we're living like Bahanas we're, we're now. living like Bahanas now, so we, we, have we can do... We have free weekends now. Oh, yeah, so we can actually do this. are free. And, <laughs> and so we can do this for you, and uh, we appreciate all of your donations. Thank you, everybody that has bought us coffee over the, the weeks here. We really appreciate it because it does go to all of the equipment that we use for the video and for the podcast itself. And thank you for all of our sponsors that are going to be in this uh, in this season here. Thank you to our super fans. Oh, thank you to all our of our super. Yeah, thank you to all of our super fans, our 
30 pack contributions. And if you want to become part of that, go to anchor.fm slash CJ podcast 85 to become a monthly sponsor there. I mean, it's, it's only $4 a month. And if you want to see us uh, further on with all of this content, it really does help us. Carl, if you guys haven't noticed, Carl's favorite thing to do is ask for money. <laughs> I'm poor. So make Carl That's, uh, happy. I, I need to find a girl so I can spend all of this Coffee money on. Coffee costs so. a dollar, whatever you decide <laughs> with our anchor. Thank you again to our sponsors, like Carl said. And then also, you know, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter at Carl and J-Man, although I think our Instagram is at Carl and J-Man underscore podcast. Follow us individually. On Twitter or Instagram, you can find me at Sutta.Hungiva. It's just spelled S-U-D-A dot H-O-N-G-E-V-A on Instagram. And then you can also find me on Twitter at uh, J-Hungiva, the number four on Twitter. You're on Twitter. But don't add me on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook's a little different realm for me. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl. This is my best friend, J-Man. And don't forget, if you're listening to us on YouTube, to uh, like and subscribe. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you again. Carl really wants to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but say your line. Come on. So long. <laughs> Of course. <laughs>